Coffee with Humans is live, candid conversations between strangers who become friends. Made possible with your support. Subscribe, share, and comment on your favorite platform. Get Coffee with Humans mugs and more. Links are at coffeewithhumans.com. Thanks for joining me. All right, we are live here with Coffee with Humans with my new friend, Angel, from the CEOconfidant.com. Welcome to Coffee with Humans, sir. You bet. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you, everybody who's watching us today. So we were talking a little bit before the broadcast that you are in uh, Texas and I'm oh, in yeah. Northern Illinois. Okay, okay, cool. And you use, you apparently live stream every day, you said. And I, and for our viewers and listeners, I know nothing about you. I know that I typed those words right down there. Okay. And we're meeting for the first time. <laughs> so That's good. That's is, good. Why are you here? Is, exactly. Why are you here? Why do you care? Of everything I could do, I could be doing today. Why am I here with Jason? That obviously it's an exactly. honor to be here. I'm here with you because I love the humans part of your show. Okay. Besides being a coffee connoisseur kind of thing, I, you can go online, you can Google me, you can do lots of things and you can we'll read my bio, everything, but there's something which is not written anywhere, which is that I honestly consider myself the connector of the unconnected. And probably throughout the conversation, we will see that. <laughs> So when I saw humans and I'm originally from Spain, we love coffee. We love short coffee, the espresso coffee. And throughout my entire life, I've always been surrounded by coffee. So with those two words, connecting coffee or connecting humans through coffee, I think it was, it's a great experience. You know what, actually, on my journey to connect the unconnected, coffee has always been there. Always, all the time. So that's beautiful. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you. And you signed up some time ago. Yeah. which I'm just due to scheduling considerations. I'm booked out some months in advance. So I really appreciate the fact that you would stick around and click a button to schedule out two or three months in advance and then show up for it. That is that is remarkable to me it's uh, and I appreciate it. So the dis <laughs> so you're the connector of the unconnected. That's, it's, you've given that some thought, it seems, to distill it down to that. How, Please, how that absolutely. Well, I was born back in Spain a few years ago and since very early on, my mom and dad, they, they had no international experience whatsoever. They didn't speak any language. My mom is a teacher, my, my dad is a business person. And they told me, they made me study foreign languages. And that was really the beginning of the journey of that starting to connect the unconnected. Fast forward, worked in conducting business and developing business in many, so many different countries, blah, blah, blah. The less corporate America uh, five years ago. And I started like reflecting about what I had done with my life, literally, because when you leave like a corporate setup with where everything is, you know, has, is very structured and you have a support system and everything. When you are on your own, things change completely. And the first thing you have <laughs> is fear. <laughs> you have right. fear and you, regardless of what you have done in your life in corporate, you still are fearful. And then I started to literally write my blessing. Someone told me, Hey, why don't you sit down and literally write what you have done throughout your life from a professional perspective. And I started counting the countries I have done business and the people I had connected with and blah, 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 blah. And the reason why I had left corporate America, actually one of the main reasons besides being with my family more often, because I was traveling all the time, all over the place was starting my own profit. And actually I am the co-founder and president of a nonprofit called Wisdom for Kids. And we help okay. underprivileged, we help underprivileged kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using their local resources. Why is that important? Because for many years, and unwillingly or without noticing, I have always been, I had always been seeing those two different worlds. 
the worlds of the CEOs, the worlds of those CEOs of subsidiaries of large corporations present all over the world in those 30 plus countries that conducted business. And I was in Latin America, I lived in Latin America for 10 years. I was always seeing those kids in it. So I said, oh my God, I have, if, if it's not me, who's going to do it? Who can connect those two worlds if not me? And that's yeah. why I started to launch this and co-founder. So that's why I consider myself the connector of the unconnected. And on top of that, the cherry on the cake, and you just mentioned it, Jason, it's so funny, is that 40 years ago, one of my first clients was a TV network from Spain. 1.7 million people watching it, blah, 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 you name it. And they said, okay, so we would like you to help us expand our business, they were from Spain, in the US and in Canada. And you know what? As we are meeting today and working out the details and everything, we happen to be here at this conference. Why don't you start conducting interviews? Literally, that's what's happened. That's what happened. And I said, okay, why not? What do I have to know about the, first, about, about the person I have to interview? Well, don't worry, we just start an organic conversation. I had no idea anything about this gentleman. I forgot his first name. His last name is Halpern. He's the first ever spiritual music composer in the country. Stephen Halpern, I think it is. Okay. Anyway, so fast forward, I was again in a position in which I was like forced, hired to conduct interviews with people, with all this greatness of these people, right? And me asking them questions just to make sure that my audience or our audience at that point, you know, were going to resonate with those messages and learn from them and, and be inspired. So that's why kind of my life has always been connecting the unconnected people that probably if I wasn't, if I wasn't there doing what I was doing at that point in time, they would have never been able to find those dots that would connect them to something else in their lives. Do I answer your question? Absolutely. You also have, it seems like a particular niche that from your culture and your experience blended together that allowed you to serve a population of people in a way that probably nobody else could. To your point, like you was like, well, if not me, then who? You're perfectly positioned for that, it seems. Yes. And obviously, again, as anything else, you have the excitement and the passion, the idea and the concept, but then it has to become a reality, right? Then you have to start developing it. You start, you have to start working on the workshop, how to do this, how to do that, right? For the kids in need. And then how do you connect CEOs of corporate companies with the underprivileged, all these kinds of things. You have to work out the details. But yes, uh, I, ha I think that everything I've done in my life was just preparing me to be the connector of the unconnected. And I keep on doing the same thing. And I always think that, there's a reason why I'm connected with people and there's a reason why I'm here today. And I'm sure that someone will be resonating with us with what we are saying today. And I'm, I'm probably going to take action on some part of their lives that maybe they, they procrastinated on. I don't know, but that's the beauty of a conversation, Jason. Yeah, I agree. It seems that in, in agreement with you, it seems that people do have a certain thread that seems to carry you out through their lives and that thread becomes clearer. The, the older and the more experienced, and I don't think it's older and experienced go hand in hand, but the more experienced a person becomes in their lives and assessing who they are, that thread of continuity, which is the, it's that character, it's the character and the skill and the interest that kind of all comes together and it comes together in every aspect of your life. And you're, and that's what you stumbled upon and you've said it so eloquently, the connector of the unconnected, which Having that level of clarity means that you've done this a time or two. Thank you. Let me tell you why, why right now I'm having chills. I'm having chills. A guy 
that has a 12 minute combo, something like this. He has, he's a, he's an extraordinary a podcaster, uh, just as you like, like you. And he asked me on one of his podcasts interviews, he asked me, what's that song that's, that, that has been around with you for your entire life? I have never been asked that question ever. And suddenly I realized, and listen, you will not believe this, Jason. The song is from a band called Supertramp. Do you remember Supertramp? I only Tramp. know the name. Okay, you know the name. Okay, so the, this song that has been all the time with me, it still plays on my playlists, is Taking okay. the Long Way Home. Taking the mm. Long Way Home. So to your point, exactly. It's as if I had all my life going to those places, doing those things, meeting all these people as a long way to go back home, to go back inside myself to find exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Isn't it amazing, Jason? It's just, it is amazing. It, and it seems a path that's necessary. I feel like people want to short circuit that path. And I don't think it's possible to short circuit the past path for one. I think you just stumble across some level of some pseudo, kind of like pseudo home. Yeah, and, that, and, and then you eventually find out wow, that wasn't where I was supposed to be. And so I think it is the searching that a person must go through to be able to find what you've, what you've found. But isn't it funny that you don't, if you ask me like 10 years ago, let me not 10 years, 10 years ago, I wasn't searching for anything. You know what I mean? I was just living my life. And sometimes when people ask me, hey, what would you tell your younger angel? Little angel, hey, I always say the same thing. As fascinating as my life might look is angel, little angel, take more risks. Don't overthink mm. it. Take more <laughs> risks. No, honestly, yeah. honestly. Because also when you are in a search, it's you are in a search, right? You, you are there, okay? But maybe, and that's one of the things I actually very often, I, when I coach people is, are you really looking around you right now? Are you really listening what's happening around you? That's why I'm enjoying so much this conversation. You're so much into what I'm saying and to what comes to your mind after what you're listening to what I'm saying, that amazing things are just popping up that we're not scheduled. We didn't have a, we don't have a script. Literally. That's I mean, true. There is no script. <laughs> There's no script. I see this beautiful tree behind us, right? This, this, this extraordinary overlay that I really love because there's coffee and there's a heart and it's orange, which is part of my corporate uh, color as well. So branding, so wonderful. I appreciate that you see that. And that does tell me a bit, you, again, you've been here, done that. You, you are experienced in a lot of different areas to be able to have that clarity because not everybody sees that type of depth. I think to these types of conversations and to your point, I mean, coffee with humans really is about connect, connecting people together in a very intentional way, because I believe that as people, we should be about creating great things. And when we can come together intentionally to create something, good things happen, just the fact that we ended up in the same place and then set a similar direction. And it's random. You could call it random. I'll have to have coffee with anybody. But every time I have coffee, I literally, literally, I go, okay, I want to see something good come out of this. And it's never failed. It has not failed once to, to have something good out of it. And that's, I think, the power of just being intentional and having that clarity and focus, which is clearly what you do with your connecting the unconnected, which maybe you, maybe you weren't thinking of that earlier, but it's never. your DNA. It's what's coming out of you. It's your, it's like your fingerprint. Exactly. And when you look back, you're like, oh, that I can see that was from me. I can see that was generated internally. But it is that meth, it is that, what's this, it's that assessment or assessing our lives or assessing our experiences, which then we draw out the lessons and we draw out the clarity, which then allows us to be intentional, I think, 
about our next account. What's next? We have to be intentional or have the opportunity to be intentional about that. And I started my own company five and something years ago. Before that, I was working for many corporations, mostly American, although I'm European. But guess what? The connecting the unconnected came up to my mind only two years ago. You know, the north of the country a little bit. So that's going to resonate with you. The Adirondacks. It was with a very good friend of mine. Her name is Christine Powers and her husband, Larry. And I was at, they have a great retreat center. They have something called the Philosopher's Camp. Mm. And I attended one of their Philosopher's Camp. There is a beautiful land. I think it's 100 plus acres. And I was so in tune with myself and with nature and everything that was, that is in there. If you know the Adirondacks, they're beautiful. And I just, all these amazing things started to come to my mind that I realized that I had been working for that and I had been doing that consistently always and being, again, being open to listen. I think that's very important. And we have to find a balance between having our goals and our plans to achieve those goals and also to be open enough to course correct. Sometimes, or I like to, the same way you were saying about your coffees with people, every time you drink coffee with someone, with a human, that you, that it's always been worth it because there's always been something coming up out of that conversation. It's the same thing with me. Every time I've seen something, instead of discarding it, I said, oh, wait a minute, let's have a conversation. Let's talk. Let's see if, this, if anything makes sense at all. And then there's a new path over there. There's a new avenue that opens for you and you decide if it's good for you or not. But again, and that's why it's so important to be paying attention. And also I would like to say that we are very distracted. Okay. And that's why it's very important in life to differentiate between judgment and discernment. Very important, okay? Judgment and discernment. I think that we all have to really sharpen our knife with discernment very much, but it doesn't mean that we have to put all our emotions, our feelings and take advantage and blah, 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 going the path down the path of, of being judgmental or judgmentalism. And I think that those two words are so like mixed that people tend also, honestly, people tend to take everything personal <laughs> and not leave anything for discernment. And that's why I think that it's extremely important to have those coffees with humans to work that path. It's an experiment. You have, you actually conduct an experiment every single time you open your, totally. your, your streaming <laughs> platform and your outlets, your social media outlets, you open them for someone that you barely know that you, you read something about that person, your guests might have read something about you or might have Googled maybe. you, maybe, exactly, or maybe not, right? But again, <laughs> the presence, the importance is the presence. It's how present you are, how present I am here, and what, I mean, where the conversation is taking us. How can we inspire our audience at the end of the day? How can we inspire yeah. our audience with our conversation? Yeah. You used a very interesting and intellectual word that is not used very often, is in my estimation, the word discernment. And I love how you bring a distinction between judgment and discernment. And I think that's, I think the, I think definitions, being very clear on definitions is very important, especially as we begin to talk with one another and as we begin to produce things. What do you, discernment, break that down for me and for our audience on what you mean by discernment. Yeah, discernment I think some means. People don't know what that word is. <laughs> Well, I don't in know your own words, I don't course, give us the course, dictionary definition. Not exactly. I was going to say, I was going to say, I don't remember having ever read the definition of discernment, but for me, discernment means not taking anything by the face value. <laughs> That's what discernment is. Discernment means that according to your experience, according to your heart, your soul, 
when you are confronted with a situation, you are able to differentiate. You're able to take what is important from what is not without having to actually put your, let's say, to compromise your emotions and your, on that process. Okay. So that it's not the ego that kicks in and immediately you are in a position. Okay. So we can continuously be in a discernment position and decide, okay, so what I'm listening is this and that I'm not necessarily in agreement with this or that, but I understand both positions. This is mean, this means being in a position of discernment without taking, you, you can be more in, in agreement with one side or the other. But you don't take at that point, you don't take a specific position or you don't compromise. I like to use compromising the emotions because when you compromise your emotions, actually, I think that you're taking this to a completely not, to a completely different level and then you lose part of your rationality. And I think it's extremely important to keep that rationality going because otherwise I think that you see what has happened in the world for the last 12 to 14 months, 16 months already which is everybody's taking sides, right? So you're either inside, inside A or inside B, okay? And if, if not, you're nowhere. And then there's going to be a, another reason to be inside another side A and another side B. I'm so against this. That's why, again, adding or having the title, having the word humans as, as title brings all of us to the same place. We're all humans, okay? We are all humans, all humans. We have had different lives, different experiences, but at the end of the day, we are the same thing. You see this plant here? So it's probably made of the same things that we have been. The funny thing is that I, I talk to my plant in the morning, in the evening. Sometimes I talk intentionally to the plant and, and sometimes the plant responds to me. Why not? But we are all part of the same thing. And that's extremely important. That's why I think that discernment should be a word that should be in the forefront of many conversations today. I see that you, so yeah, connecting a handful of things here. One is this idea of we're all humans and I, and that's actually why this is just named coffee with humans. And you mentioned this being an experiment, which is totally true. Last April, I felt just in my soul and part of it was for me and part of it was what I was sensing on the world that people were feeling disconnected and not only disconnected, but that was leading to just bad mental health. And I said, if you want to have coffee with me, I'll have coffee with you. The only rule is no sales calls. And I just threw out a LinkedIn post. And from that post came all of this. And I purposefully did it just down and dirty. There was like a black background. There was no header. There was a logo in the corner. It was bare bones on purpose because I was testing what is the value of this? Because if the value is the fact that this has a cute background and a picture that I, it's pretty shallow and no one took exception with it. No one cared what the backgrounds were. And I've been incrementally adding on more production quality to simply make it more welcoming and inviting to other people so to expand the reach. But the core value is this idea of connection to other folks, because if you scratch off all the, the masks that we wear of the jobs that we have and the people that we know and all this other stuff, and the things that we've amassed, we're just people. We are just people trying to make it through the day. And I wanted to make a place to, to, to connect just people together. It's just humans. And even the word coffee, it's like, I happen to like coffee, but if I had one guy contact me once, he's like, I'd be on, I don't like coffee. It's like, of course you can be on. It's co coffee is not, specifically coffee is not the issue. It's this idea of sitting down with another person and enjoying being present in that moment to then connect with another human being of which or out of which great things can happen. You also, um, 
this idea of back to this idea of discernment and judgment. I wonder, and I don't know if I'm, I've never, I haven't given this any thought actually, it's just off the cuff, please, which is discernment seems to be a, a pre analysis, whereas judgment seems to be a post analysis, right? So something comes at us, discernment allows us to what judgment to then take on it. And I, and Back to, I think you, you said it's, it's the collection of all these things. It's your skills, your experience, it's your paradigm that allows you to discern, to discern something about an issue, right? After which we need to do something with it. And the doing something is the, is we're acting out of judgment. We analyze out of discernment, we act out of judgment. And what if, and that's the big question, if I may disrupt you a little bit. So on what if we don't want to do it? You know what I mean? What if we don't want to take the second step? If we just want right. to let it go. And I would like to actually suggest, if I may, a book. It's obviously yeah. it's, not, it's, it's on my book, but it's a book I went to on a spiritual in Venice Beach in, in Los Angeles a few years ago. Okay. And I asked the owner of the store, spiritual bookstore, and I asked, what's the most popular book is, was at that time, The Untethered Soul, The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. Okay, so I recommend this book because it talks exactly about this. It's an amazing story. This guy has an amazing story. Unfortunately, he doesn't give interviews. Otherwise, I would, I would, exactly, thank you. Otherwise, I would recommend you. I, I wish I could interview this guy because this guy is brilliant and his story is brilliant and you, he has a, many different books besides this one. So then that is all it speaks about this, about why do we have to always leave inside of us some sort of footprint of everything that happens around. So this discernment, actually, I consider discernment to be a tool that helps us actually protect ourselves. It will uh -huh. be, obviously it wouldn't be an understatement to say that we are, as humans, we are beings, so we are animals. So we are, we live in survival mode most of the time, right? So we are supposed to live for a long time. And that's why we continuously, we are aware of so many things to protect our species, our life, right? But in reality, as for instance, we have this wonderful thing called smartphone, which distracts us all the time, all day long, every single day, right? Yep. But that kind of distraction, unfortunately, is not the right thing, right? It's not that it can help us, but as you all know, and if you have seen, you have watched a very interesting movie with many different former C-level executives of these large social media companies called Social Dilemma. They speak mm. how they don't allow their kids to have cell phones or smartphones, and they even put duct tape to their cameras in their phones and in their computers. I wonder why? But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, why don't we, do we, are we obliged to really make that comment, make that judgment, that additional step? Are we, or are we not? My conclusion is we are really not, but I think that socially speaking, it's considered awkward when you don't make that judgment. Imagine you are three or four of your friends all together drinking beers Friday night, right? Let's say, or whatever you want to drink. Or if you don't want to drink anything, it doesn't matter, but you're all together and you start talking about something. Imagine that at some point, three of you decide not to make a judgment about a specific situation that the fourth has brought up. He would say, hey guys, what's going on? So silence, silence is so important. Yes. It's so important that silence has become socially awkward. My mom says, and my mom has always taught us a lot of different say, sayings because she's a school teacher. So she has this saying about, about, about silence, which is silence 
is the land of the strong. Silence is the land of the strong. And it's, there's so much truth in that. There's so much truth in that. And we underestimate them. I'm having chills again, Jason. <laughs> we, we underestimate it. Why not Absolutely. using silence? Why not? I completely agree. I think we need to be wise about where we spend our energy and what we allow in. So I've, for years, I've not watched tel television, like terrestrial television with ads and things Same like here. that. Same and here. I've not listened to the radio because I refuse to allow, I just refuse to listen to the ads. It's all, I don't, ha I have a tendency to not like social media, even though social media might be even good for business. I don't like it because I find that it can easily suck me in. Years ago, I don't know if you remember <laughs> on Facebook, this was the, this is a long time ago. On Facebook, there was a game called Farmville. Okay, no, I thought And either. Farmville, Farmville just had these little squares and there's a farm, right? And you expand your farm and then you could plant crops and then you have to go click to harvest the crops or they had to spend your cash building a barn and then the barn would give you chickens and then you had to click to collect all the eggs. And I remember <laughs> pretty clearly that I was sitting there one time thinking about Farmville and I started to add up the amount of time I had created a virtual farm that lived only in Facebook. And I thought, at this point, I could have made my own farm in a backyard and had actual vegetables instead of this stupid farm building, which was just designed to get me to engage more on Facebook and buy more stuff. And I thought, this is stupid. And I shut it off and it never went back. And I've become a little bit more discerning about things that, like hobbies, like I think I like to play a game called Cities Skylines, which is a city building game. I, I enjoy it. I find the challenge of it interesting. I like thinking through stuff and how you lay stuff out. It's all very engaging to me. Sometimes I know I'm playing it as a distraction. Like I have other things I need to attend to and I'm scared to attend to those things. And so I go to the easier thing, which is build a virtual. And I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty understanding of those moments. But when I feel like, and then I know that there's sometimes it's just like, I just enjoy it and you do something you enjoy. Why the hell not? But there's no like endless, endless days of playing. Like I used to do on Farmville. I don't get lost. I don't, I refuse to get lost in it. And challenge, I challenge advertisements because I know for a fact that when I see ads, I seem to want things. And when I don't see ads, I tend not to need things and I don't want them because I didn't know they were there. They didn't enter my mind. There is a process and it gets to what you're saying. There's this idea of taking thoughts into captivity. That's a very spiritual way of looking at it. But it's idea like a thought comes in. Do we even entertain the thought? Is it worth entertaining the thought? If we don't, just throw it out. The question though, I think people struggle with, even if they do believe that is what thoughts do you, what thoughts do you consider and get engaged in and what thoughts don't you? I've got a saying, and I'll and then I'd love to hear your thoughts. I've got this saying that came to me by some book at some place, some point in time, so meaningful to me. I printed it out, put it on my monitor, put it on my car, and it was it's this. It says, "Am I willing at this time to make the investment required to make a positive difference on this topic?" And it's a filtering mechanism. Am I willing? Yes or no? At this time. No, yeah, maybe it's the time, maybe it's not the time to make the investment required. So I got, I'm going to have to put some energy into this. Do I have the invest, do I have that amount of energy or not to make a positive difference? So even if I do all these things, I'm willing, it's the time I've got the energy. And is it even going to make a positive difference on that particular topic? And it has kept me out of conversations to your point where it's, I'm not willing and I'm not going to judge it or not. I'm just not willing. I don't want to or I don't have a significant amount of investment to make in this, 
So I'm out. Like, why entertain that? I got other things to do with my limited amount of resources during a day. I congratulate you for making this useful in your life. Being able to do this and knowing, guys, obviously, that we have 60,000 thoughts a day. So if you are able to stop a few times a day and just go through that process, that's amazing. Kudos for that. I, a few years ago, someone that I have been following, his name is Frederick Dodson, and his, his, his title is the Reality Creation Coach. He launched an app in the App Store. Unfortunately, he couldn't, he didn't update it. So with the, with the following updates of the, of the app store, it disappeared. That's what the app did. The app, the only thing that the app did is you could program how many minutes in between the app would talk to you from the phone and the app would ask you, where would you like your attention to be right now? Where would you like, where would you like your attention to be right now? He spent months of his time convincing the App Store that was an app worth having in the App Store because they would say, that's so stupid. That's so stupid you have. Why do you want us to hold the space for you here in the app, even if they charge you for that? For something that the only thing that does is this. He said, because people really need this. Eventually, he convinced them, oh, my God. The reason why I like so much, like every single, every 10 minutes, 15 minutes or 30 minutes to have this question asked from my cell phone is because immediately, you see, I am able to re or restart the creation process of something, right? So in the, in the beginning, in the day, every single day, I have my five minute journal and I write what I would like to do that day. So that's those questions. Where would you like your attention to be right now? is so powerful because it puts me in creation mode again. You know, it's, it, it, we're not talking Minecraft, okay? We're talking about city building games, but we're not talking survival like creative, okay? But it's right. true. It's true. What would you like your attention to be right now? Where would you like to, what would you like to be creating right now as opposed to what you are entertaining? And I think that is brilliant. It's brilliant. Right now, it, that's not available any longer, but there's, I found another app. The only thing that this other app does is rings a bell. So right now I have it, I have the sound off from my cell phone, but you would have already yeah. heard three or four bells. So what I do is when I hear that bell, I know already because I have had it installed for almost a month now, I know that I have to take my attention to a specific place. So absolutely to your point, I think that we all should be asking ourselves and developing a series of strategies or habits of what we really want to spend our mental time. And maybe to simplify things, our real power to create a future or a present is here, is in the now. It's like, there's no memory. There's nothing that happened in the past that's going to define us better than what we are doing today. That's why it's so important to have these kind of cues like yours or mine every single day. Go back to the creation mode in which you are right now. That's the only place where you can create something. Yeah, no, that's super powerful. I'm curious when we were talking about what to title this talk, and it's kind of weird to ask people to title a talk in advance when we don't know what we're going to talk about. And I simply ask you, hey, what's on your mind and how do you want to say it? And you said the silent revolution. So gathering, gathering kind of like grains of sand, all of these things that we've been talking about in this space, how does that connect to the word or the phrase, the silent revolution? Because I believe that the same as you last year, one year ago, April 2020, you decided to start coffee with humans. 
and you didn't pay $1 million in ads, right? And try, you didn't go to the big influencers and pay them $3,000 for a post to 3 million followers on Instagram. No, you didn't do that because I believe that thanks to everything that is happening in the world that has happened for the last 14 to 16 months, right now is April, 2021. There's a whole bunch of people out there like you, just like you, Jason, that have started to do things silently, you know, silently, maybe not even raising their hands to reconnect the people that are unconnected or that have been disconnected throughout the last few years, for the last few months. You and I have acknowledged that there have been so many bridges burned, so many bridges burned for the last 12, 14, 16 months that, you know, those bridges rebuilt. There's, that has been actually my number one theme on social media for the last year has been building bridges, building bridges, because we are humans. If we forget about the rest of the noise around us, that we have nothing to see, really, honestly, we don't have anything to see with that noise. If we go inside of us to, uh, to, to our heart and we reflect on who, really, who we really are and who really want to become, I think that we every single day by connecting with people and you're doing it every single day with your show and many other people out there, there's a whole bunch of people that thanks to the uncomfortability of those breaches that were being burned, all these people is actually coming together unknowingly and bringing the greatness of others so that the audiences can learn more and feel more connected. We desperately need to help the people that unfortunately have been disconnected or feel totally disconnected or even unconnected from the world and from the rest of us. It seems to me also that there are people who don't know that they are unconnected or disconnected. I how, agree. How do you see that? Yeah, it's true. But it's, it's like having one of those controversial conversations, right? On social media in which I don't know about you, but for instance, I have 5,000 followers on Facebook. Every time I need to put additional people, I just share something which is politically incorrect with some of my audience. I know I'm going to get between 20 and 40 spots in the next 24 hours. I don't care about the side. I don't care about the side of the people or of the post I'm going to repost. And I, I don't even say anything. I just put the face of this emoji, this amazing emoji that someone like this, like thinking. So if I just repost a politically incorrect post on my feed with okay. this face, without even saying if I am in favor or against, yeah. 20 to 40 people in 24 hours are going to unfriend me on Facebook. Guarantee. I love it. <laughs> Guarantee it. I love it. it well, I, the thing I love about that and what, it sticks, what sticks out to me is that all of our responses, the way we interpret things are all happening here. Totally. And, and it's to your point, that's totally true. All you have to do is go. And there's, there is, a, you, did, you said nothing. What was said will all happen inside each individual. And we, we as humans, and I, me too, right? I'm a person, right? I see something happening or I hear something or I read something or somebody sends me a message. I read into that what I want, what I'm bringing. And it's, it's so, I think, um, interesting to recognize that, but then it's more important that we apply it to ourselves. Like for me, how, do, how did I read that? I read something the other day and I was a little pissed off. And I was hurt and I was like, and I was getting, and also I was getting in my head and I took the opportunity to walk outside myself for just a moment and observe and go, oh, Jason, there's that feeling again. Huh. That's the feeling you get. You're a silly guy. You keep going to that one feeling. Why do you think that is? 
And then I, and I counseled myself in that moment and walked myself out or through that time. And I was like, okay, great. Now I can set myself back in. I'll be back present in the moment. And I just like, I just responded, set it down and walked away. And, and I find myself that I have too, like you're saying, have been caught in these times when I just look at something and I go, oh, what the heck would, why did they mean that? It's like, you have no idea what they meant. You, it was just words or it was just an emoji. Like you don't actually know what they meant. Because you you missed the conversation, you weren't you actually didn't want to have a conversation with them. Exactly. You just really just wanted to take action. You're really primed. The pump is primed so often in ourselves to just take action and, like you talked about, judge instead of discern. Exactly. And as the funny thing is that that happens in this in the unconscious. This is this is like boom triggered, and immediately what you feel, which is I'm I'm not a scientist, but I love to read. I, I, I'm an avid reader. As soon as you go to that thought and you have that feeling, right? There's immediately that's demonstrated scientifically. It's immediately a rush of chemicals through mm. your body. Actually, we are identifying those chemicals, you know, in our body when we go down that rabbit hole that you you know for a fact that you don't want to go, but you still go. And the funny thing is that you really like those chemicals because you are actually addicted to those chemicals. That's why that's the beauty of this app. Where do you want your attention to be right now? And if I could, it would be like every five minutes. Like, honestly, I think that we should tame ourselves. Tame ourselves, yeah, tame, yeah, yeah it makes sense. Tame, we should really tame ourselves because we have this beast inside yeah. of us because we are humans and because we have to live in survival mode to survive, blah, blah, blah. But still, <laughs> becoming aware and trying to break the habit of being ourselves. That's really what we should yeah. be trying. It's like Pavlov's dogs, right? That was the whole thing of Pavlov's dogs, this scientific experiment they did years ago, rang a bell and fed the dog. I think it was. and the, and or, yeah. or was it rang a bell and beat the dog? I don't even know what it was. But it, basically, the idea is that we get trained and or, and you use the word tame. It's like we we train ourselves into this process where we see something or feel something or hear something and respond. And that's in some ways a good thing. We, our body exists in that reactionary fashion for re, for sometimes good reasons. You touch a pan and it goes, or we go, oh my gosh, fight or flight. We make a quick flight reaction because somebody's coming at us. But too often, I think, I think we do get caught up in this moment of, I just respond and that just becomes my nature. And then my body becomes like you're talking about, addicted to simply responding or addicted to simply talking or addicted to simply gossiping or whatever it is. And we think that we're making progress when really we're just, it's like we're stirring this soup, but we never eat it. It's like, yeah. we, and we don't even know, and we're just allowing anybody to put something into it. We just keep stirring, stir, stir, stir. Oh, you have a thought? Oh, I put it in. Nobody would make it. Nobody would make any good food that way. It's, and every chef will tell you less is more. The, so I think one of these lessons, and I love what you talk about, is how do you regain attention to be able to create the reality that you want to create? I, for me, that is a huge takeaway. What process, what habits do you put into your life, like a bell or something else, that helps you regain attention to create the life you want to create? I yeah. So powerful. Thank you so much. No, please. Anytime. And I think that Obviously, practice. It's when you have your first kid, I have three kids, and you don't have a manual. And I don't know if my parents were great parents, but they didn't have a manual. And they did what they could with their five kids. Uh, and I've done my best with my three kids, and I, I'm still ongoing. <laughs> so it's the exact same thing. It's practice. Put in place a few things that you feel comfortable with or you don't feel comfortable with. 
Everybody has their practices. My, for instance, I start the day with a cold shower, no matter what. I've been doing that mm. for six, seven years now already. Even if mm. I am, even if I am in Alberta in the middle of the winter, I still take a cold shower. I meditate every single morning. I have an intention group in the morning that I meditate with for intending for something specific every week. I have these interruptions. I have mis my affirmations. I write down three times a day. I write, I write on my journal. All those things. All those things. As opposed to, as opposed to trying to like silence yourself, silence yourself or silence your, your chatter. Mm -hmm. I always like to think that it's rather, it's better to try to create something, try to put everything positive. That's why all the demonstrations on the streets are so wrong because they're always against it, against something. When they, I think, I totally think that they should be in favor of something else, which, which would be good as opposed to be against. So it's the same thing. Right. Just put your, put your life in positive and try to create stuff as opposed to eliminate stuff. Try to put yourself in a place where you're always creating something. For me, literally, very honestly, I have to confess something, Jason which is, I like to be interviewed on podcast shows to discover what I know. To discover what I know. Right? Really? Honestly. Because, because the, same as I did, the same way I described what I had done in my life when I left Corporate America to see what yeah. my brand should be, the exact same thing, the exact same thing, the exact same thing. You don't really know everything that you've heard, you've interiorized, You've experienced, you've everything you've seen, you've you've heard until someone asks you that question and you say, Oh my god, yes. And that's the funny, that's the power of a conversation. Yeah. That's the infinite power of a conversation. Conversations are super powerful. Absolutely. I totally agree. And and you're absolutely right on from my experience, the idea of go get interviewed and you will find out what you know. And it's sometimes fascinating. I use this example and we're coming up at the end of our time here, but I used this example of years ago. I remember as a, I was talking to some guy who was having trouble getting stuff done. And I was like, Hey, we made a list of what it is you need to do. Cause he kept talking about all sorts of stuff. He made a list of what you need to do. And he's like a list. And it's totally like earth shattering to him. And I, and instead of going, oh, you dummy, you don't know how to make a list. I thought, oh, there's a time when I remember as a highly capable individual, a sales exec, I would, to figure out what I needed to do, I'd write them on these little yellow post-it notes. And I was like, just tiny little things, just a tiny post-it note even. And then I folded it in half because I didn't want to get my pocket sticky. And I put it in my pocket. And at the end of the day, I'd have this like plethora of post-it notes and I start going through them like, oh, I didn't get this one done or, oh, I did get that done or, oh, oops. Oh no, I forgot a post-it note. And how absurd it was that I was still functioning at a high capacity, but had no idea how to make a list. And fast forward to today, it's like when I'm, it, I have, I've got lists. And when I, and if, if I'm ever questioning what to do, I make lists. I was working with a gentleman this morning and I'm uh, advising him on his business stuff. And I'm the keeper of the list. It's just, there are simple skills that sometimes we forget that we have. And then like you, Sometimes it requires like a kind of a reset. Wait a second. Let's make an exhaustive list of everything that I've done and all the things that I know. And then when you stack all that up, you're like, wow, you've done a lot, buddy. You're good. It's okay. And I think sometimes we need that moment. And whether it's a podcast or whether it's a website or whether it's or recanting or recounting this, here's the things I've done and here's what I know. And own that because I believe that allows us to be more confident back to this idea of discernment, I think it allows us to be more confident in our discernment and in our own judgment and our own wisdom 
which then allows us to go about being, I think, more intentional and creative and doing the things that we, we trusting our gut, right. And doing the things that we want to, we want to do and just knowing like that's, you're on the path. Yeah. And I would like to add a note that it has been like in the surface of what you were just saying, I'm probably in the surface of everything we've shared today, which is compassion, self-compassion, mm. <laughs> self-compassion. Okay. I am a pretty, as you probably can see, a, a bit guy and everything. And I like to, to use the sense of humor all the time as a way to increase the compassion levels with myself, because I tend yeah. to be extremely hard on myself and we don't realize when, but when we are hard on ourselves, guess what? We tend to be hard also with everybody around us. And that's terrible again, because that adds an additional level of a layer, an additional layer into our days in our lives, which is totally unnecessary and does not add anything positive to our lives or the lives of the people around us. And I think that we really need to feel like we have to consistently throughout the day, we have to feel like, okay, I just let loose. I just, I'm just with myself here, breathing, just listening to my heart, yeah. listening to my breath and continuing with the day. But Hey guys, life's too short to, life's too short to, to be, or for being so hard with ourselves. We've done and accomplished so much. Totally. You know, just acknowledge yeah. that. Totally. And that's where I think sometimes some people might hear this conversation from two guys who seem to know what they're talking about and think, boy, I got to kick it into gear and be, and turn it, turn life into productivity training, which it's not. <laughs> and, and sometimes, and I know this to be very true myself, sometimes the emotional exhaustion is so high that it's like, I have enough emotion. I have enough emotional capacity for myself and nothing for, and I'm not going to accomplish the things that I intended to accomplish because I do not have the capacity for it. And that's okay. I'm going to leave grace for myself. I'm going to leave compassion for myself. And I'm going to sit there with the little boy sometimes and go, it's okay, buddy. You'll get in the game. Like you'll get in there. You play a little bit harder. You'll, it's fine. Right. I think we, I know for myself, for sure. I have lost sight of that at, in times. And like you say, my, uh, my level of criticism for myself is pretty high and it's, and it can get high for other people too. And that's just, it is a shame. I think sometimes a detriment really. And actually, I think prevents us from taking the time to really dig into some deep work that happens inside our hearts and inside our minds, inside yeah. our souls, because we twist it around and turn it back into just go be productive. And that doesn't work because productivity eventually runs out. Like we saw in COVID, be productive doing what exactly? The place is shut down. Like, what do I do now? Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of people ask that question because they had such an eye on achievement rather than I think just how can I be a person in this moment? If I didn't have to achieve, what then? I could just go talk with people and meet with people and make the world a better place, which we, I think we all intuitively know, just like you found out, we all intuitively know what that might be for us. We do. We, we do. just aren't quiet enough to listen to it. And then we all, I think we don't trust it. And I think also, and this is what I love about Coffee with Humans, what I love about talking with you. Sometimes when we find ourselves in that moment, the answer really is, hey, go find somebody else because you need somebody else's input. You need somebody else's wisdom. You need somebody else's processes and to be able to come up with a different outcome. So I think when people spin, spin too long, they need somebody else to come in and say, hey, here's, hey, buddy, have you thought about keeping a list? <laughs> and like, oh my God, a list. Hey, have you thought about just not responding to that stuff? Cause it's not important. Have you thought about what you want to create? Because that's what you want to do. I think, and, you, and I think this is probably what you do as a job in, in part, how do you influence other people? And, and there's a learning process, obviously for yourself in that too. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, everything starts from ourselves, from myself, from inside of me, getting to know myself. And again, being compassionate. Everybody. Mm. Again, you cannot blame the world for being how it is. The only thing that we can control is ourselves and the way we look at the world and what we can do to change it. That's it. If we want to change it. If we want to change it. And yeah. innately, I, I knew I wanted to. And that's what I have done, what I have done in my life. And I keep wow. on doing it. And I keep on helping people to do that and connecting the unconnected. At the end of the day, you do the same thing, the exact same thing, Jason. Yeah, Angel, this is fantastic. I really so much appreciate you being here on Coffee with Humans. And Likewise. I honor you in this space. Thank For you. For our viewers and listeners, Angel and I met just a little over an hour ago, and we knew nothing about each other prior to then. And we, we've, I think, talked about some really great life-changing su subjects. I know I've taken some something from this, and I trust that you have too. So me too, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Totally. All right. Thank you very much, Jason, for having me. Absolutely. Catch us next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have, meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.